Welcome to Your Pharmacy Career Podcast, proudly brought to you by Ravens Recruitment, Australia's leading specialist pharmacy recruitment agency. The podcast series has been created to shine a light on the diverse and inspiring careers of Australia's pharmacists. Each episode will focus on the varied career opportunities within the pharmacy industry by exploring the career paths taken by leaders in the fields of community pharmacy, hospital, industry, government and professional organisations. Careers never follow a defined path. Everyone's story is different and unique in their own way. The podcast series will help you discover the world of opportunities that exist and reveal pathways to achieve your dreams and aspirations. Whether you are a pharmacy student, early career pharmacist, or simply looking for a change at any stage of your career, the podcast series is designed to help you navigate ways into a career and a life that you love. Your host of the podcast series is Ali Sue. Ali, herself a pharmacist, is now the founder of Global Pharmacy Entrepreneurs and a passionate advocate for pharmacists to grow, innovate, excel, and make a lasting impact in the world. It's now over to our host, Ali Sue. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Your Pharmacy Career Podcast. I'm Ali Sue. Hope you and your family had a wonderful Christmas and New Year celebration. I am so glad to be back to introduce you to our amazing pharmacist leaders and share their secrets to successful pharmacy careers. Now, before we start, let me ask you, are you interested in pharmacy ownership? Or you're interested but scared and don't know how to prepare and get into pharmacy ownership? Well, this is the perfect episode for you. Join me to chat to 2020 Pharmacy of the Year owner Rebecca Young and learn more about her journey as a successful pharmacy owner. Rebecca is an experienced community pharmacist with a passion for providing a whole range of health solutions. She is an invested business owner and a manager of capital chemist Chisholm. In 2018 and 2019, Rebecca won Capital Chemist's Pharmacy of the Year. In 2020, Capital Chemist Chisholm was named the Guild Pharmacy of the Year. In this episode, Rebecca revealed many of her secrets. For example, how she transitioned from a locum pharmacist to a successful pharmacy owner and what skills you need to develop to prepare for your ownership and how to get into pharmacy ownership and more. If you want to learn from the best, then take out your notebook and pen and get ready for Rebecca. Oh, before I forget, if you like the episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. For more amazing speakers and secrets to accelerate your pharmacy career, please subscribe to this podcast. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. How are you today? Good, thank you. We're so excited to get to know you and get to know your pharmacy journey. So tell us about your story. Where did you grow up? Thank you. Well, I grew up in New Zealand. My dad was a pharmacist and I grew up working in my dad's pharmacy. I was always interested in healthcare and I, while I was younger and at university, I spent lots of time doing different jobs from topping bottles, counting pills, being the delivery girl, packing Webster's and then I guess I became the dispense technician and later on I also helped out being a pharmacist in my father's pharmacy. I studied at Otago University 
And after I graduated, I did my internship in Wellington in New Zealand. And I spent my first couple of years in Wellington. So my internship was spent in a city pharmacy, which was quite different. And then after that, I went to a late night pharmacy, which was also did a lot of opioid substitution, which was quite interesting. And then I went out to another suburban pharmacy, which dealt with a large mental health unit. So I dealt with lots of clozapine patients, which was really interesting. Understanding more about schizophrenia and some of the other conditions that they were being used for. And then after that, I actually went to the UK and did my big OE. So the plan was to actually stay over there and I registered in the UK. I worked at King's College Hospital. And so I became registered in the UK, but I actually decided to come back to New Zealand not long after to be with my now husband. So I had another brief stint in New Zealand. And then we randomly one night decided that we would like to move to Australia. And it was a very abrupt decision. I think it surprised everyone because I hadn't been back in New Zealand long, maybe about four or five months. At the time, South Australia was the only state in Australia that I didn't have to do four weeks to register. This was before APRA. So we decided on South Australia, my husband being a winemaker, he chose a wine region and we ended up in the Barossa Valley. So that was our first stint in Australia. So I ended up locuming for a few months, which was really interesting. And that was my first opportunity to get to know pharmacy in Australia. So I was really thrown in the deep end and I really did need those four weeks to to learn the ropes because the laws were all different again, the drugs were all different, but I quickly picked it up and then we ended up moving to the Barossa Valley where I had a couple of years working in an amazing pharmacy there and then my husband, the winery he was working for at the time was being relocated to Canberra and I was so excited because there's not many wine regions and cities and whilst many people in Australia may not consider Canberra to be a big city it was a great opportunity to live and work in a city and when I investigated you know which pharmacies I wanted to work in in Canberra the Capital Chemist Group stood out for me they are very community orientated the patients are the centre of everything that they do and they've got a, a wonderful reputation in Canberra, but not just in Canberra. They are also in many other states now in Australia, but they did start in Canberra. So I started at Capital Chemist Chisholm 11 and a half years ago, and that's where I have been ever since. So I started off working as a pharmacist, and then I sort of got thrown into a managerial role there, and eventually I got tapped on the shoulder after not long after being there actually and had the opportunity to become the managing partner there and so that's where I've been now for the last yeah 11 and a half years. Wow what an amazing journey. So what are some of the opportunities you had throughout your career and how did you get those opportunities? Yeah so I've had opportunities to work in many different pharmacies including hospital pharmacy in the UK. And I guess I sort of sought out these opportunities. And as my career progressed, I guess I targeted places that I wanted to work. And at the beginning, I guess it was, you know, depending on where I was living at the time. And some of the places I've worked were small towns, so there weren't as many options. 
But for example, yeah, as I said, when I moved to Canberra, it was a very targeted decision to work for the Capital Chemist Group. So, and then when I got the opportunity to manage Capital Chemist Chisholm, it was also an opportunity to prove myself. And I, because my father was an owner, I didn't know at that point whether it was something I wanted to do because I'd seen him work so hard and I, I just wasn't sure if I wanted to get into ownership because it is a big commitment. But I thoroughly enjoyed managing the pharmacy and I treated it like it was my own. And I just embraced, you know, the extra responsibility, looking after the team. And I think that sort of then led to the next opportunity of ownership and some of the other opportunities that have presented themselves in recent years. Did you have any role models or mentors in your lives? And what are some of the lessons you've learned from those who shaped your career development? I've definitely had role models and mentors. I guess my father has always been a really good role model. Dad's always worked really hard. And he always looked after his staff really well. He was very well respected by his team and also his local community. And I think that always stood out. And he was well liked. So I think he always treated his staff with respect and led by example. And I think that's something that I've embraced as, you know, in management positions and also as an owner. Roger and Gary, who started the Capital Chemist Group, definitely admire them both. And, you know, Roger, we have an amazing Capital Chemist Community Matters program, which supports many local charities and community groups. And that was sort of Roger's baby. And he's still very much heavily involved in that. And I think that's something quite unique about the Capital Chemist Group. And also, you know, all the partners and the staff and their families also encouraged to be involved in that, to give back to the community. And Gary, who was the other senior partner who started the group, he's also been a wonderful mentor over the years. He's helped with teaching me how to do lease negotiations. He's been, we've had a number of lease negotiations over the years and I've learned a lot from that. A lot of the business side of things, Gary's always been there to support. And yeah, so over the years, I have learned a lot from both of them. Two group business managers, Peter Downing and Andrew Topp, have also been role models. And I guess at times when I've got a bit excited and carried away with ideas or if I've made mistakes, and we all make mistakes, they've been there to support me and give me advice. And I've really appreciated everything that I've done for me over the years, and I've learned a lot from them. One of my first mentors also, probably female mentors, was Wendy, who was our group accountant at the time. So she taught me how to do the bookkeeping. So for the first couple of years of owning the business, I actually did the bookkeeping myself. And I think that was a really critical skill to learn because it taught me how to understand the numbers. We're trained as health professionals, not as business owners. And whilst I've done upskilled in those areas over the years, it's not something I learned at university. And when I became an owner, it all happened quite quickly that I didn't really have time. I didn't really know what I was doing. You learn some of it as you go. But 
Wendy really helped me with the financial aspect of the business, which is critical to be able to run a successful business. You need to have an understanding of the numbers so that the business can be financially viable. And also I've had other business advisors over the years as well. And each and every one of those I've learned something from. And when they've offered advice, I've always considered what they've said and made changes. I haven't made every change that they've suggested, but I've certainly thought about what they've said and adopted it if I thought it was going to improve the business. Wow. So what are some of the qualities and skills pharmacy students or early career pharmacists can develop early on to prepare for this successful pharmacy ownership or career? I think one of the best things that students can do is actually work in a pharmacy when they're studying. We currently have four pharmacy students and I get really excited when we get a pharmacy student wanting to work in the pharmacy. So when they do placements, I think it's a really good time to suss out particular pharmacies that may be of interest to them. And then if they get the opportunity to work there again whilst they're studying, I think it just helps them once they get to the intern year and obviously become an early career pharmacist. So I think that's probably the number one thing. And I know as an employer, if I had two people wanting to apply for a job, Someone that sort of worked through and got experience, if they're comparable, is always going to be the standout. I think also learning how to time manage is very important and start to get that work-life balance happening because mental health and well-being is, is so important. And while student life might get stressful at times, once you start getting working and you get a family and maybe you own a business and you're trying to do other activities as well, you have to be able to cope with that pressure as well. So if you can start to develop those things you know, early on when you're studying, I think that helps set you up as well. And how did you develop those skills or become a leader that you are today? Over the years, I've seized any training opportunities and I've always been excited by them. And when I've been at those trainings, I've asked questions, also made sure that I'm networking with the right people. So I think it's really important to build that network that you can then you can call upon those people. And don't be scared to just because someone might be a lot more experienced than you or they might live somewhere else. Don't be scared to put yourself out there and ask because you probably find most people are willing to help if you're interested and if you're keen. So, yeah, aligning yourself with those that bring out the best in you and inspire you and support you, I think, is probably what I'd recommend. What are your advice on people skills? Work in a community pharmacy. (laughs) We deal with so many different people, hundreds of people every single day. And whilst we have many patients that love us, people that are coming to see us are often unwell So there will be times where you do have to have those difficult conversations and people may not be that happy at the end of it. So that becomes with experience, practice. And I know when I have students, whether they're pharmacy students or not, I do see them develop and blossom as time goes on. And I I think that's really exciting. I enjoy mentoring students and seeing their progress And I think the best way to 
to develop those language skills is just to get out there because some people are naturally good at it. Some people do need to be coached and have practice. And the more practice you have, the better that you get at it. And I mean, again, there are lots of trainings that you can go to, but I think real life experience is probably the best way to learn. We hear different views about learning. What's your advice on job training as well as external training? We know that you know it's very important to work in a community pharmacy. Yeah, sure. So as we've already talked about, working in a pharmacy when you're studying, I think is really important. And then when you get to the intern year is finding an intern training site and a preceptor that's going to support you, mentor you and challenge you because the real world is very different to being at university. Be curious, be open-minded about trainings. I guess when I was training early on, I sort of focused on really the clinical side of things. I just finished my HMR accreditation when I became a business owner. And then since then, I haven't had as much time to do HMRs and I guess my focus has changed. So I guess also pharmacy has changed as well. So scope of practice has changed. So I guess we've had to upskill with things like vaccination trainings, sleep apnea trainings, And as we've grown our business and put in more consult rooms, we're also doing more health services. So we're having to upskill in those areas. And also over the years, I've spent more time learning about the business side of pharmacy and not just within our industry, also outside of pharmacy and learning from other great leaders, business women and men and leaders in the field so that you get new ideas. So I think training never ends. I think just the focus of what you're training may change. And I've just finished actually having a conversation today with my intern who's almost as pharmacist. He's just submitted his APRA paperwork yesterday, which we're all thrilled about and I was just having this exact conversation with him today that you know he's been focused on just getting through his intern year and and getting used to working in community pharmacy because he hadn't worked well he hadn't spent much time working in community pharmacy I should say but now as a newly registered pharmacist when his APRA paperwork comes through he needs to develop different skills and I guess the first thing is to become confident being a pharmacist because You go from having everything checked to then being on your own, even though he won't be on his own, but it is quite different. So you've got to have that confidence and then it's developing those skills and building on them. And whilst he's already got very good foundations, we continue to learn and grow. And, you know, it depends what stage of your life you are at what the focus may be. But there are so many wonderful training opportunities out there and hopefully in 2021 we'll be able to have more face-to-face trainings and I think you know students interns early career pharmacists they just need to keep up the training and you know it might be zoom it might be face-to-face and if you get the opportunities to go to some of the conferences it's such a great way to meet people and it might end up being your next pharmacy opportunity. So if you just stick doing the same things, you may not realise what you're missing out on. Thank you. So in community pharmacy, what are some opportunities for growth in this area? 
Community farms has changed so much. Even in the 11 and a half years I've been at Chisholm, when I first started, for example, there was no consult room. So now we have three dedicated consult rooms. So I think hopefully there'll be a COVID vaccine, which would be really exciting. So I'd like to see more vaccinations happening. We've had our busiest year with flu vaccinations this year, and hopefully the vaccination levels will continue to increase. And I think, you know, we've been involved with sleep apnea and that has been one of our biggest health services. And it's such, it can be quite complex. And I think it's, it is really exciting because the positive impact it can make on patients' lives when you can get that therapy started and they start to feel better. It, it is it is amazing. It's really rewarding too for all the team when they get to see those results and the patients and their families, because it's often their families that are the ones that initiate the discussion with us. They're so grateful for it. So vaccinations this year in particular, we've all had a massive year with, you know, the bushfires and COVID and I, with the continued dispensing has come into play well, they're more continued dispensing, I should say. And I would like to hope that that could stay in place. Collaboration with other healthcare professionals will continue to hopefully improve and increase to ultimately improve health outcomes for patients. And hopefully pharmacists prescribing as well. So we've seen that in some states and in other countries, but it'd be great if it could be expanded and rolled out in other states and Australia as well. So I think there's so many exciting opportunities. Pharmacist's role is no longer just dispensing, being out the back of the pharmacy. Now we have robots, we're out the front of the pharmacy, engaging with our patients, making a difference in their lives. So I think yeah, there's, there's so much to do. I don't really want my pharmacist to be dispensing. I want them to be out there. So, yeah, there's there's so many opportunities, I think. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few years. If pharmacy students or early career pharmacists are looking at getting into pharmacy ownership, what are some advice? Yeah, I think finding someone that you work well with and that you respect and you share the same values and the same work ethic. I think that's really important. So I think working out what sort of pharmacy that you want to be involved in is really important because there's obviously lots of different models of community pharmacy. And our community pharmacy group is, I've said, very health-focused and community-focused. So I think that's probably the first thing, is working out what sort of group you want to be aligned with. And then finding, I guess, a location. Ownership opportunities don't always come up all the time. But sometimes, if, if you ever get tapped on the shoulder or an opportunity, even if the timing's not perfect, sometimes you've just got to say yes and take the opportunity because you don't know when the next opportunity is going to come up. But I think the best thing to do is just get in and start working. And if you are keen and willing to learn, ask questions and show initiative and want to be involved. I know when I first joined the group, I turned up to Australia with a backpack and no money because I just spent all my money traveling overseas after I'd done my registration in the UK. So I was willing and keen to work and do whatever shifts I could. And 
you know, pharmacy is open seven days, or community pharmacy, most places these days are open seven days a week and long hours. So if you're keen and interested, and then also it's not just about the clinical stuff. If you show initiative with helping manage the team or helping with stock management and get an understanding of all of those things, often I think you'd be surprised that the owners are willing to share some of the offload, some of that responsibility and to delegate it if it is the right person. And also it is about earning trust and respect because it is, you know, as a business owner, we invest so much time into our businesses that we need to be able to trust and respect our team members. And I think developing that trust and respect, once you've got that, then I'm sure that owners are willing to share if you're in the right place. And I guess the Capital Chemist Group, for example, love bringing on you know junior partners and supporting them through that journey so there are pathways to ownership so again which is quite unique and yeah i i feel so lucky to have the opportunity that i had and sometimes it is about being in the right place at the right time and be prepared to take a risk because you know we don't know what what it's going to be like and when I started at Chisholm, it was quite a small pharmacy, but over the years we've grown that business and it's taken hard work, but I would, wouldn't change it for the world. So how do you prepare to have children as well as in the, working in a busy pharmacy and owning a busy pharmacy? Did you have your kids while you, you already become an owner? Yeah, it's a really interesting question. So I actually had had the business for a couple of years before I had my children. And again, it wasn't really planned like that. It was just when it all happened. And as I've said, you sometimes can't pick when these opportunities arise. So if you get an opportunity, I think you should seize it. But also, if you're in the right group, they should support you having children. The Capital Chemist Group have I think currently have more female partners than male partners. It's almost 50-50, but I think the females have just overtaken the males, which is really exciting. And a large number of them are mothers, working mothers. And, you know, we are all partners that work in the businesses. So everyone's got their own way of managing, you know, working and having children. But it can most certainly be done. But I think it's also about building that network, that support and having the right team that can enable you to be a mum, <laughs> be a business owner and and still be successful. And you can do both. It is a juggle. I'm not going to say it's easy all the time, but it can be done. And I know my girls are very proud of mummy winning a trophy this year. My youngest, who's five, was hoping it would come with ice cream in it, but she thought it would be really cool if there was ice cream in the trophy. Sadly, it wasn't shaped that way. It would, I'm not sure where the ice cream would have gone, but I think, you know, we're then becoming role models for, you know, our daughters or sons and I think it doesn't hurt to see them work, us working hard and leading by example and, you know, leading a team and growing and helping, you know, train and mentor other students and pharmacists and they like to be involved in some of those. They like to know what's going on as well. If you have one piece of advice for our pharmacy student and intern pharmacists and early career pharmacists, both professionally and personally, 
what would it be? Oh, I think to have confidence in yourself and don't be scared to take risks. If you choose to just sit back and just turn up to work every day and take the easy approach, you know, you're never going to be challenged. You won't get some of the opportunities that are out there. So you need to put yourself out there, go to different events, learn. If a workplace isn't the right place for you, there are other workplaces that might be a better fit. So don't be scared to change if something's not right. Also, try and find that balance in your life because it's not just about work. You've got to be able to be enjoy what you do and also be able to relax and I mean I love my traveling I love my exercise and I like spending love spending time with my family and friends so it is hard to you've got to try and get that balance (laughs) but you know if you work hard and you are honest and keen and, and enthusiastic then I think opportunities will come if you're willing to take the chance. Mm. So if you were counselling a student about to graduate from their course and not sure where to do the internship or what field to get into, what advice would you give to them? To come and do community pharmacy with the Capital Chemist Group? Um, no. <laughs> well, yes, I, I would encourage them to do that, but I've, obviously I am biased, but we love having interns. And I think getting prepared early. Dare I say the good interns are often organised and I have concerns when I see CVs coming through at the end of the year because I think it sometimes reflects upon their performance. So I like to be able to lock in interns even February, March or the year before. So, And I personally am very organised and it's a way I operate my business. So at the moment I've sort of already got one intern lined up for 2022. I'd love to have another one. And I'll be recruiting more students, you know, early next year once they all get through exams. But I think, you know, pharmacists, particularly owners like myself, like to have that plan in place. And I think it's also good for the students too because then they know where they're going to be working and it's something they don't need to worry about when they can just focus on their studies. But obviously even better if they can work in that pharmacy beforehand so they've already got an understanding of the business. Mm. What about for early career pharmacists or pharmacists already passed the internship, but they, they haven't found someone they really connect with? What's your advice for those pharmacists? I think if you're open and honest with your employer and you're in a group, for example, Capital Chemist, there might be a pharmacy that specialises for example, an IVF. And so if that's what they want to focus on, then we may be able to help with the introductions or even our head office, they will point a student in the right direction. So if, you know, a pharmacy student is really interested in sleep apnea, for example, that's something that we specialise in, then it might be something, you know, they come to us. But also, I'm always willing to try new things, new services. So if a student comes to us and they want to implement a new service or a new idea, I think that's amazing. And I get really excited by that. And I think it shows initiative, passion, and I think also a good business sense as well. So 
or if they also want to get into the business side of things, there are, as I said, with the Capital Chemist Group, pathways to ownership. So we can help with that process as well. So I think students sometimes are scared about ownership. It doesn't need to be scary. I think it is amazing to be able to combine being a healthcare professional and also being a business owner. And it can be so rewarding to be able to do both. So I'd love to see more students wanting to head down the ownership path. And there are pharmacy owners that would love to mentor and support students in that journey. And I'm definitely would love to, you know, get some keen students to be able to support and do that. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. That's okay. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Your Pharmacy Career Podcast, proudly brought to you by Ravens Recruitment, Australia's leading specialist pharmacy recruitment agency. If you enjoyed this episode and know anyone else who you think would benefit from it, we would be grateful if you could share it with them. Together, we help even more pharmacists develop a career and life they love. If you have any questions or suggestions about future podcast episodes, please reach out to us via email info at ravensrecruitment.com.au.